Hello, listeners. This is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're talking about Grace Church and what's happening there and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. This is Pastor Tanya. I will be your host today. Burr's not able to be with us, but Pastor Jason has come in to join us. Hello, hello, everybody. So we know we're going to have lots of fun. And our special guest today is a great friend, Pastor, Reverend, maybe not quite doctor yet. I don't know. Did I'm I miss? I'm a doctor, but oh, uh, I love it. you can call me whatever well, you want Well, then I call have me. to do it right then. The yeah. right Reverend Dr. Brent Van Hook, then. That's the way we like I to I want to throw Bishop in there somewhere. <laughs> you can add that, too. I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, as many of you remember, Brent was with us in the interim when Pastor Mark left but while we were waiting for Pastor Jason to hurry up and answer Make, the call and get here. Right. Get here. <laughs> and we were, we so enjoyed the time, Brent, that you and Susan and your family were here. And yes. so we wanted you to come back and just kind of catch us up on what's happening today. And so we're looking forward to, to chatting. So why yes. don't you uh, remind us or let us know. People probably been watching on Facebook, but what's happening with Susan and the boys and you and all yes, that good stuff. Yes, thanks. And thanks for having me here yeah. today. I, I uh, listen to this podcast and love it. I love what's <laughs> happening and I'm excited about what God's doing it's here fun, at Grace Church. Yes, really I'm just fun. so excited. Um, yeah, so we were here, I tell you, uh, what I think about this church, I think about how God has a story here and how honored I am to be part of that. Uh, there was a period of time, like you said, where I was preaching here on Sunday mornings. And, um, so, so I'm thankful for that and excited about what God's doing here. A quick update. So my wife, Susan is, uh, she's working as a physician assistant, Right there in Brentwood, and mm-hmm. that and that's going well. Good. And then uh, we have two sons. One is a junior at Taylor University in Indiana, and the other is a freshman at Wheaton University, uh, Wheaton College in uh, near Chicago. Good deal. So, and then I continue with Shepherd's Fold Ministries, a nonprofit that we have that is to bless, help, and encourage ministers of all denominations or independent churches of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So I'm continuing that work and, uh, and that's going well too. So we're, uh, we're up in Brentwood and yeah. good things are happening. Good. And empty nesters. We yeah. are empty nesters. That's awesome. So it's just Susan and uh, me and the dog. <laughs> the dog is still kicking it around. So it's the three of us right. rolling around that big house. And I, I, we, it's just been a few days, but the grocery bill has already gone way down. I bet. No with doubt. the boys eating, uh, you know, they can put it away. So. I remember you you sending to the staff in a text one time. Some of us were going to lunch, and I remember you saying um, about food, we like any food, but we like quality, Susan and I, and we like quantity. Yes. The boys. For the boys. <laughs> yes, yes. The boys, no it was doubt. quantity. There was a period of time when the boys first became teenagers, and Susan said, all right, from now on, it's all double recipes. We're never going to cook for a family of four anymore. Wow. We're going to no. cook for There's just no point, more, right? More tummies mm-hmm. than that. I love so. it. We have had, Sam's has been our grocery store choice for uh, years. Uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. Because it's just in bulk the whole bulk. And, thing yeah. Works. yeah. Yeah. We were, t- we, my family was talking about that on vacation one time. Well, you know, we stopped at a fast food restaurant like we do often, but especially on vacation. And we must have stopped at a Cane's because we know that Shayna especially loves she Cane's loves and it. your family enjoys yeah. that. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe Tracy was complaining about how much the bill was, you know, (laughs) but we were like, imagine what it costs the caddies to eat out when the whole family's home. Oh my lambs. I know. I I take out a loan every time we go out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's all right though. It's all good. It's all good. It is. It's fun. That's awesome. Good. Well, Brent, we're excited to hear a little bit more about Shepherd's Fold. I remember, um, 
Mm-hmm. I think we said to you when you came to interim, like, you have to tell our people from the beginning because we know they're going to love you. And this is before mm-hmm. we had any idea Jason was going to be the pastor. It was mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You have to tell the people you already have a real job because they're going to love you. And uh-huh. they're going to say, could, uh-huh. could this guy come and be our pastor? Right. <laughs> right. So if you don't want that job, you got to tell them up front. Right. But um, I'd love to know more about Shepherd's Fold. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you got started with that and then what it involves. And so just kind of take it away and tell us about all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So Shepherd's Fold was actually founded in 1999 by Gene and Joyce Williams in Wichita, Kansas. When he uh, stepped down as the pastor of Wichita First Church, then he began this ministry to ministers. And back then, they would do a one day a year day of renewal. And so they would bring in a guest speaker. It was strictly encouragement. They weren't training or or teaching. It was just encouragement. Mm-hmm. So they did it during October, uh, which is Pastor Appreciation Month. Sure. And uh, so that went on, and then in 2013, well, by 2009, I became the pastor of Wichita First Nazarene, and then in 2013, Pastor Gene died, and I became the director, and I had permission to uh, continue with pastoring and then leading Shepherd's Fold, and then back then, we had that just that one day a year event. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot involved with that leadership there. Right. But then uh, when we moved here, when my mom died and then we moved back here in um, 2018, I took Shepherd's Fold with me mm-hmm. and then we expanded it to, as you say, kind of, it's a full-time work yeah. now. And one of the things that we did, we received a grant to study and come up with programs for ministers age 65 and older, retirement age years. Nice. And so we commissioned a work done by, uh, well, we got a bid by, from Barna as well as Lifeway Research. We went with Lifeway Research and did a study, a very comprehensive study about how various elements of life, physical, uh, financial, spiritual, and social or emotional, uh, contribute to their overall well-being and what's involved with being a person of of high well-being at that age. And then we've been going back and teaching ministers of all ages for the long run, we want yeah. want if to answer a call of ministries to have a long term, lifelong kingdom impact. Right, and so that's what we've been doing through that research. So I have lots of research, uh, and some of it very unique. In fact, we were the first ones. I can't find any other study that was done across denominational lines. Mm-hmm. To uh, and so anyway. That, that, that kind of background sure. of that. So then we offer various resources. We have a, an encouragement podcast, and then we do uh, webinars and teachings, and then we have a variety of other ministries that are going on and new ones coming up too. So yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, that, that is great. great. Yeah. Very good. Um, it's probably very interesting to see that study, like you said, across denominational lines. Right. Because um, a lot of things are the same in pastoral ministry probably across those lines, but a lot of things are different. I would think different polities of churches would affect how pastors deal with things and what they have to work through and versus right. a non-denominational church. And right. so that was probably very, very insightful. Right. And so they, they, these statisticians broke down some of that work and then we found, Oh, there are some more common uh, threads. You know, th- mm-hmm. yeah, threads than we thought mm-hmm. in some areas. And then there are some differences in some ways, but those differences might be small. They were smaller than I thought they would be. Yeah. Sure. There are some common themes that yes. really uh, continue on. And so that's just really ignited my heart mm-hmm. to get in and help these people who are then going and ministering to 
hundreds and thousands of people and doing God's work. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my heartbeat. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I love the idea of taking um, the men and women who are in retirement and backing out of that to teach those of us that are younger a little right, bit, right, and right, the people that right. are younger than us, how to do it well. Right. Um, because I think that's always a prayer of my heart. Um, you know, Lord, I want I want to serve you well my whole ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get done in full-time ministry, I want to be able to say that I finished strong. Right. Those things are important, you know, right. to, to not um, to not mess up in any way. Not, you know what I'm saying? There's so many things. So, Pastor Brent, what have you kind of seen as um, in your research and in your own study and your own perspectives? What keeps pastors in ministry for the long haul and decreases burnout? What What keeps them healthy? And all that, those things you guys have discovered. Well, we've—I'm coming from a point of understanding through this research, and mm-hmm. so we have the data to yes. help bring it together. And one of the things we've learned is that a, a minister's life balance is so important, and it's all intertwined: one's financial condition and Absolutely. or social condition, physical condition, spiritual condition, and if one gets way off. It impacts all of it, and Absolutely. one's well-being goes way down if something is way off. And so one of the things that I like to think of, it's, it's kind of like on track and field, instead of a, just a, a one event like a sprint, it's more like the, a, a decathlon mm-hmm. where you have to be pretty good mm-hmm. at a lot of things. Right. And right. so, you know, if your minister is making a B-plus in a bunch of areas of their life, that's balance and that's helping them in the long run better than an A plus in one area and then failing some other areas. And so that's, that's why I feel like there needs to be ongoing care for ministers. Um, and that's what I like about shepherd's folds. We want to keep in touch with them. And so if one area begins to get off, we, we have some resources to help you with that or another. And so that's, that's what I've learned is balance is important. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we're seeing ministers, I believe, experience greater health in that way and well-being and again going to the long-term answer to the call of god to to make a difference in his kingdom through him yeah so that's uh that's what i've learned (laughs) what do you what do you think are some of the struggles to keeping that balance i mean why do i mean i think everybody struggles at some level pastors or anybody else but but what kind of struggles did you find any struggles in that survey that that said man this is kind of what causes people to get out of balance, pastors to get out of balance? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you the honest answer okay? because it's just us here okay. and then all our listeners. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I think that I think that ministers struggle with this, uh, pastor. They, they, they feel like I want to be so optimistic about life and people. They're so good. Mm-hmm. We are so good at seeing the potential and it can be good and to the point where they can cover up if there's a problem Mm. yeah oh no it'll turn around well what's the strategy for your financial turnaround what's the strategy for your health turnaround what's the strategy let's 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 do something about it so the problem that i've seen most often is just putting blinders on to say oh no that's there's not a problem yes there is Mm. let's step in and help you so the ability um the ability to see um, that, that there is a problem. Sure, sure. That, and, and, and the humility to do that, and, and we're such optimists and see the potential and God can do anything, but um, let's deal with the, the facts and, uh, and then work with that. So that's been the biggest pro- sure. problem yeah. issue that right. I've had dealing with ministers. Oh, everything's great. 
No, it's not. Right. Um, it's good, and there's great potential, but let's deal with uh, an issue. And we all have strengths and weaknesses. Sure. I may want to work on one area of my life, and that's going well, so I want to work on it some more. Well, if something else is uh, falling apart, that needs to be addressed. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think just like, you know, as we pastor people and Pastor Jason, I, I think you preach to this and are so good at, like, we want to holistically care for our people. We don't just say, come yes. here on Sunday morning and hear the yes. preacher and sing some songs to Jesus and everything's going to be good in life. Right. You know, we offer opportunities for discipleship. We encourage right. people to serve because we know that's a good way to live. We serve our community. It's, it's that yes, all of those pieces right. have to be in place in all of our lives right. um, to make to make a big difference. So I think that's really important. And I do think, Pastor Brent, that um, I, we were, I was just talking with some friends last night. You know, it's so easy because... We were we were referencing having seen it in some um, older pastors, family mm-hmm. members. We the group mm-hmm. that I was with was specifically talking about, you know, of mm-hmm. well, God's just going to take care of it. And mm-hmm. uh, we talked about people that we know and love who would put the last five, give you their last five dollars, even if they didn't have any gas in their car, mm-hmm. you know. And and so there is that calling to go and to serve and to give and to trust God, but. God calls us to common sense and right. operating with grace. We've recently been coming through that grace series, you yeah. know, where we talked about God's grace initiates everything, but we're called to cooperate with those things. Right. Right. And I think that happens on a spiritual level, but also on, I guess what you'd say, a common sense kind of level too. So that's right. a good word for, right. for all of us, not just pastors to take right. the blinders off, but for everybody to, I need to take the blinders off and see what the real data about my life is right. and make some changes. Right. That's that's a really important point. What do you wish that congregations knew about pastoral ministry? Um, and I was especially thinking about kind of um, how pastors feel about their people and, and the love that the pastors feel and the hopes the pastors have for their people. What what would you say as somebody who can, we've joked about this, you can come in and say the things and leave. Yeah, <laughs> you right, know? yeah. You yeah, can say the things yeah. Pastor Jason and I couldn't say, but yeah. what do you wish people and congregations knew about about that life. Uh, let's approach it this way. It's the flip side of what I what I was just saying. That that desire to see and just we see the potential. We ministers see the potential, godly potential in every person. Mm-hmm. And so if we see spiritual growth and it can be small steps, mm-hmm. but if there's some sort of fruit in your life, some sort of you're becoming more of a peacemaker or more, a little more patient or we see God working in a little more self-control, beginning to share your faith, or in any one little area, we just applaud that, oh, and yes. oh, yes, that's God. And that keeps us going. Right. And one of the things I'd like to say to listeners is it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we've done in the past. We ministers look at people, not only are we saved by God's grace, but we say you haven't blown it so much that God couldn't do something great in your life. Right. And so we so believe in the future, like a, a future of freedom more than the prison of the past that it doesn't matter what you've done. And it, Pastor Jason, I'm old enough to say, and Pastor Tanya, I don't even care if you told me off or you know said something <laughs> against me. or right. I, And we ministers, I think we all go back to Luke 15 every now and then with the the shepherd with the one lost sheep and the woman with the one lost coin and the and the prodigal son's story mm-hmm. uh, and 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 so that in that story of the son who he told his dad off and said it is over 
But it wasn't because the father could still see the future. So it doesn't matter what people have done in their past. There is a godly future. So all that to say, if we see growth, Mm. if you're doing something, growing closer to God, that is food for my spiritual soul as a pastor to say, you know what? I can put up with a whole lot if I see just even small increases in godliness in you that that gives me the fuel (laughs) uh, and just to be able to share that to have people share that stuff with you you know whenever you get that email or that text or phone call whatever it is stop in the hallway and hey this week you know this that is that uh that'll sit you it's it's a pastor on cloud nine at that point Mm -hmm. and yeah and it's hard to pull them down yeah Right, yes. right. It's so right. important. That's exactly what I was thinking, like, and share those things with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if it's things that we can't see, how God's healing a relationship or what God's working in your heart or speaking to you about, right. um, the, the more feedback we get on that is so exciting oh, yeah. and what we look forward to so yeah. very, very much. Um, so, Pastor Brent, every church has its own DNA, mm-hmm. and uh, you were part of Grace Church for a while. We still consider you a part of us. Right. Um, and so, Grace Church has a reputation of being a generous church um, to the church, to the pastors, to the community, um, all of all of those areas. So, what blessings would you say a church might receive by loving and caring for each other, including the pastors? And what does it say about the church to the world? And, and what does it do for their faith and their growth? I think I think of John 13, and Jesus uh, says, um, by this will all people know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that begin, that is the draw. And you know what I think, too? I think in today's day, there's a wide open opportunity for that because there's so much polarization and canceling each other. And if you make that statement or if you vote that way, if you do this, I write you off. And if we become people, and the church is this way, this church is this way, but I, I think pour more gas on that fire mm-hmm. of, of loving each other. And as that's lived out, then that draws people to Christ. That has this these experiences that you're talking about of, of within the congregation of growing and, and, and becoming more like uh, God. And so, um, so that I, I think of that, of, of uh, being a, a place of love and that being Christ's words to say, this is, this is it. This is how they will know uh, by your, your love. So the DNA of this church is just tremendous. It is. But pour gas on that mm-hmm. fire. I mean, it's already a bonfire. Let's just <laughs> let it go, you know. Yeah. Let the whole world see, right? Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I remember specifically when Pastor Brian Wiesinger came, um, I don't remember what, I think his, his twins were born about a month after they got here. Oh, boy. And, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's what it was where there was just this overwhelming flood of generosity to their family or whatever the situation was. And I remember telling him, um, and I had only been here at that point about four years, so I've come to know this and see this even more and more over the years. Um, I said to him, you will always be amazed and overwhelmed by the generosity of Grace Church, but you'll get to the point it doesn't surprise you anymore. Right, yeah. And um, yeah. I think that is so, That's so true. Experience. And uh-huh. and um, and as much as we appreciate the gifts, this is going to be dropped, and it's, gonna, it's Pastor Appreciation Month when we right. air this. And um, our church has blessed us in so many ways through oh, Pastor Appreciation over yeah. the years. Um, but 
to me, some of that greatest appreciation comes back to what you guys were saying a while ago about just telling us what God's doing in, in your life, you know, is even better than an offering or a gift card or a card. Like we love those things. Those are wonderful. But letting us know that God is working yes. in your life is such a tremendous blessing to us. And that's something that people can give all year long. Pastor Brent, would you speak to anything else or Pastor Jason, you as well, just about, you know, what it means to, to feel appreciated by the church family as a pastor? Yes. I, I think that well, I like to say it this way, you know, sometimes people in boxing, they'll say pound for pound, he's the best boxer. Well, I would say this word for word. I don't know that anything gets more uh, blessing than words of affirmation and encouragement, genuine yes. words. Right, right. I, I don't think that we could do anything more to make a difference for the kingdom in a short amount of time, then affirm what God is doing, naming it, that that's God at work, mm-hmm. and naming that and affirming those who were obedient to allow God's spirit to work through them to make a difference. Yeah. So I wake up every day, like all of us, wanting to, how can, how can God make the, Lord, how can you make a difference through me for your kingdom? There's no better way yeah. than to affirm what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And you walk by teenagers in the, in the church hallways and you see them making a choice for God, affirm that. Right. You see, you see God working in a minister's life, affirm that uh, and, and, and show and speak words of affirmation and appreciation. I I don't think anything can be done to make a bigger difference in the kingdom word for word than that. I'll say this too, um, because I can, um, and I and I, can I didn't just put you up to this, right? Uh, you didn't put me up. <laughs> I don't this, know what this, you're about. I want, to say. I want I want that to be clear. I'm going to just tell the truth and then drive home. Uh, and that and that is this: ministers have the the biggest payoff for being a minister is seeing God work through you, and the biggest payoff of that will be in heaven. It's mm-hmm. deferred. Yeah. Right. Like we don't have instant appreciation or our full understanding of what God did through us. And it's him anyway, doing it, uh, on earth. I think we have a clear understanding of the criticisms, (laughs) this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think we only see just the smallest portion, this side of heaven of what God does. So increase that for ministers, speak words of truth about what God is doing and and see God uh, and and speak about that to the minister because they have deferred uh, payoffs, so to speak, or being able to see what's happened through their life. That's so frustrating. For example, there was a study done years ago that said how how the number of ministers who buy lawnmowers. All right, mm. here's why: you can go home. And you can walk around your yard and mow the lawn and see something that you did. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. right. You can see what was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, we go to the office and we go work and we go to the hospital and pray with someone and we we uh, preach a message. And I've heard so many messages where I didn't get able, I wasn't able to go say to the minister, hey, thank you, God worked through that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do all this work and we just walk away and it's deferred. It, it's it's working, but we don't see it this side of heaven. Right. Yeah. So be church Continue to be the church that you are of affirming that, of what God's doing. Name what God is doing and celebrate that. I think one of the ways that we um, 
we we tend to uh, increase what what we what our real values are. Our real values are what we celebrate. Mm-hmm. So when we see God do something, make a big deal about it, yeah. and and celebrate that. So this is such a great congregation. Mm-hmm. I I feel like and I'll go ahead and speak for the two of you, and I can speak for just about everyone who's been part of this congregation. I believe that God has a he he's writing a whole story. Right for this congregation, and I'm so blessed that I got to be a a small portion of it. Yeah. And the same for you and for mm-hmm. you. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we want to live a long, healthy life, but we're not at the beginning of what God did to this church. Nope. We were not at the end of yeah. what God That's will right. do if He doesn't right. return. So um, I just when I think about this church, and I I, I just smile. I'm just kind of like Paul with the Philippians. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every yes. time I think of you, I, I you know, I smile. I, I, I pray with thankfulness, mm-hmm. joy in my heart for our partnership in the gospel, being confident of this: He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it uh, to the the age of Christ Jesus. And so, um, thank you, congregation, for being who you are, and thank you, Lord, for allowing us mm-hmm. to be part of just what He's. This this story that mm-hmm. he's writing here in this congregation, yeah. Yeah. we're blessed. I love it. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm just glad to be a part of it all. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, me too. Mm-hmm. Every bit of me it. Me too. Absolutely true. And I and I not I love everything you said, Pastor Brent. And um, it doesn't mean that people can't speak the kind truth to us. Sure, right. If something's not right or going well, you know, I always tell people I don't if I can't fix it if I don't know it's broken. Right. Um. So we're we're not afraid of but the kind truth. Is, is helpful. And then, like you said, the affirmations. I've, I love that analogy about the lawnmower because I've said that so many times. You know, I, I don't, I always say, I don't have any tangible gifts. There's nothing that I do right, that right. produces a product. Right. Um, and so that's great. And just knowing uh, that God is continuing to work is a great blessing. Pastor Jason, do you want to say anything to our folks from this venue that feels a little different than a Sunday morning, even? You know, I, I, number one, I appreciate them. I mean, even right. yesterday, you know, thinking about, I've always talked about a chair because I thought, you know, if I, if I make a chair, I can see it, I can sit in it. So I agree, you know, the, the ability to know that you're making a difference is huge. And, and yesterday, I think I got two different texts that just talked about the sermon. And, you know, sometimes you walk away and you go, well, there was 30 minutes of, of words. I hope something, you know, right. kind of stuck, but man, it, it, that's an encouraging thing. I appreciate the, the fact that, uh, we do need to hear the truth. Um, because we do want to be the best that we can be. Right. You know, we are always right. trying to uh, to move forward. The other thing that I just wanted to, to clip onto that was that I appreciate whenever uh, congregations love my family. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that that means more to me than anything. And it's been fun. I know Tina did some Women of Grace stuff this past yeah. week. And I had somebody come up to me and say, Pastor, you better watch out. She'll, she's our next preacher. I said, hey, <laughs> where do you think I learned how to do what I do? You know, yeah. I mean, she's amazing. That was and a so, lot of fun. So I love it whenever, um, I just appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and when people brag on and they see the good, and even in my family. Right. Uh, because uh, we have a deferred uh, reward. But I think sometimes our, our family does too. Right. And so I appreciate that. that yeah. That's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So, well, these are good words. Yeah, it's fun to hang Thank out you. with you guys today. Yeah, I appreciate that. We missed Burr, but we made it through, and this was a a great time together. So, been awesome. Yes, absolutely. Well, Grace Church, we love you. Let me speak for all of our pastoral staff. We love you. We appreciate you. We're thankful to be on this journey with you, and we can all rest in the fact that God's grace is sufficient for all of us. 
Have a great week.